Hey, what's going on, everyone? I want to start off by saying thank you to all the listeners. Everyone, I greatly appreciate you. I just want to start with that. I love you guys. Second, I want to kind of go over what this episode is going to do. It's going to be a little different than normal. So as you know, the last few episodes we've been doing horror movie franchises. The first one was Hellraiser with Joe and Marilyn Phil. Then the second one, I sat with Newt and we talked about A Nightmare on Elm Street. So this episode is actually going to be a double feature. The first movie, I sat with my niece, Echo, and we talked about the Friday the 13th franchise and us growing up and just how we got introduced to those movies. And then the second half, I'm going to sit and talk with my good friend, Alina, and we're going to discuss the Saw franchise. So I just wanted to give you a bit of a heads up and just kind of warm you into it. As the exit music ends for the first movie, hang out for about five seconds. Next one is just going to jump right into it and start rolling. So as usual, thank you. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. Otherwise, go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And it's me, it's Dante. And if you've been present for the last two episodes, you know that it's October. We're talking about horror movies and franchises and and whatnot. So the first two, we did Hellraiser, we did Nightmare on Elm Street, and now we're going to discuss. Friday the 13th, because why not? It's a classic. So my guest for this episode is a returning guest. It is my foster niece, foster cousin, foster mm-hmm. family, Echo. Welcome back, Echo. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me back. No, no, no. Thanks, thanks for doing this. I thought about it. It was like from last year. I was like, you know what? I want to switch people up. I want to do things different, have you know, some different, you know, voices, but then I was like, you know what, let's just go with people that I know, you know, that know the uh, material versus mm-hmm. bringing on someone and saying, hey, so we're going to talk about this. And they say they know. And then once they get on here, they don't know. So, <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're, you're available to do this. So thank you so much uh, for coming back. Um, so with Friday the 13th, as we are already kind of discussing before we hit record, yeah. <laughs> um, just talking about Friday the 13th. We're just going to do one through four because the others get a little. The first four is silly in itself, but after after number four, it just gets so silly that it's almost embarrassing. I mean, shit, we got yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on, dude. Yeah, the rest of them were just simply, you know, the others were, the first four were guilty pleasures, but the. I think the last ones after that was more like, okay, when you want to get together with your friends and just bullshit and laugh at some stuff, you know, <laughs> and look at the absurd things, you know, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be taken seriously at all, like at all. And if you were afraid of it, that was even more laughable. Like, <laughs> So I, I was very afraid of it as a kid, like, well, as a kid, like a little kid. 
Um, right. Well, see, we were, I mean, I'm telling our age right now, but we were little kids when the first four came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I mean, you know, young enough to really uh, watch it anyway and get scared. But I mean, yeah. I know the first one, we were just born maybe one or two years old, but mm-hmm. we were at least five when we saw them, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, at, at least. Um, yeah. did, did I ever tell you the story about uh, my experience with uh, chapter four and my grandparents? No. I don't know if I've, I know that I've told this story. I don't know if I've told it on any of the podcasts. I'm certain I have at one point or the other. But when I went down to visit my grandparents in Delaware uh, for like, you know, just like a little I don't know. I was a little kid. So to me, it could have been a weekend. It might have been two months. I don't, I don't know. I went to visit my grandparents though. And we, they, they would do Friday night, you know, movie, movie night. So they go to the video store, rent a movie, get some popcorn, get snacks and everything. You know, it was real cute. And I was excited. So we go to the little corner video store and my grandfather let me pick a movie. <laughs> and I know that I just kind of saw Friday the 13th chapter 4 so I figure let's go ahead and do that that's a good family film right That that's just you know <laughs> so my grandfather turns on you know we got the movie on the lights are off we're sitting in the living room turns the movie on and you open up with Jason uh, essentially, you know, being transported or something and escaping, mm-hmm. killing people. Yeah. So no, no alarms yet. They, you know, they're like, just go with it. <laughs> so far, so good. Kind of weird, but okay. So from that point, you know, then you see the one uh, male nurse. He's watching a workout video, and it's very suggestive. Right. Still, still no alarms. We're still watching. Then Jason commits another murder there. I think it was at that point my grandfather was like, okay, I think we're done. <laughs> um, and the bedroom, or well, my grandparents, they had a two-bedroom apartment. The second bedroom was an office, which is where I was sleeping for my visit on an air mattress. And there was a tree outside of that window that scratched up against the window and a light. Uh, from the street light was shining, so it created a shadow, and it was just very fucking creepy. So <laughs> the duration of the trip, I cried every night and asked my grandma to come sleep on the air mattress with me. Um, needless to say, even when I went to go live with them uh, many years later, I was not allowed to pick the movie without them first. <laughs> reading the cover or the back cover to make sure it was okay. So tons of movies. Wow were it is weird because the movies i would pick would be like uh bill and ted's excellent adventure which seemed harmless at the time but i went back and watched that recently and a lot of um a lot of slurs in that movie that we definitely don't use these days so right but no one was being killed so right Um, that's the thing with my parents okay i grew up watching horror movies okay my mom loved horror movies my entire life so it was like the norm in this house but what used to get me about my parents is we could be watching something like friday 13th and uh 
they're letting me look through all the gore, all the killings and everything. But as soon as there's a nude scene or a sex mm-hmm. scene, they're like, cover your eyes or turn around. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I can, I just saw somebody get disemboweled, but I cannot look at that boob. Don't look at that boob. You turn no. around. <laughs> I think that was a thing for, for us as kids of the 80s, though. That, I think that was every 80s kid. It's like, look, you can yeah. watch somebody get decapitated, but hey, heaven forbid you see a titty. Oh no! <laughs> like, don't look at that. But oh yeah, by the way, open your eyes up now. They're, they're getting, uh, you know, their eyes ripped out. It's cool. Though. Right. Oh no, they're kissing. <laughs> Close your eyes. We know what that leads to. Like, hmm, that's weird. Because pretty sure if I see someone get decapitated, not that I wanted to go out and decapitate someone, but that's the kind of shit that I think right. creates serial killers. Right. Oh, that's cool, but it's like, but don't look at people make love. Like, I yeah, like that might be helpful. Like, oh, look, they care. <laughs> like, I don't know, but right. Well, Man. yeah, like going through the chapters, really, of at least the first four. Uh, you know, just having watched today because. It was like I've watched them, you know, over the last couple of weeks. But today I was like, all right, let's do like kind of a cram session and just I watched the first one. I watched the first one. It was edited. It was mm-hmm. really fucking weird. I don't know how I found it because it, I own all of them, but I'm lazy. So uh-huh. <laughs> I pulled up uh, streaming on Amazon. So I type in Friday the 13th, 1980. It comes up and it says it's on NBC. I was like, whatever. I'll, I'll just I'll click on it. So I click, it comes on. I get a commercial. It wasn't disturbed by it. I was like, it's a commercial. Like, yeah, I, I might need to buy some new Glade air fresheners for the basement. You're right. Okay, thanks for the reminder. And then the movie's going. And I'm still not catching that it's edited until the, the kill scene with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and they didn't show the knife go through the throat. Right. Like, what the fuck am I watching? So yeah, um, yeah. The, back then though, it was 1980, and it was coming off the you know piggybacking off the coattails of Halloween, which was 78, and Black Christmas, mm-hmm. which was I think 76 or 77. Yeah. So, and you know, to your credit, you're you know pointing out that it, it's just another copycat of you know classic slasher films, where really those were. The beginning chapters of slasher films. Yes, yes, it, it worked for them. They the way they put it together, people ate it up. People ate it up. I mean, it was very entertaining to watch. Um, yeah. I think the mother in the first one was the climax um, of the first one because she was really insane. She looked it. Now that mm-hmm. lady scared me. <laughs> when I was little. I was afraid of her um, more yeah. than I was Jason later in the you know the later movies. It was his mom I was more frightened of. I think there's a, a, a genuine fear from that, though, because with Jason, as you look at the series, he's this supernatural being who they're shooting him, they're drowning him, they're hanging him, they're, they're impaling him with things, and he's still not dying. But <laughs> you have a mother who really... All she wanted was revenge because mm-hmm. her son, who drowned in 1958, mm-hmm. which is it's just 
58 and you know I, I don't know when this movie is supposed to be taking place time wise but you know many many years later she's still damn I don't even say this because that's going to sound insensitive um, but <laughs> she you know it, it's scary because it's a, a regular old human right killing people and, and how she came off all milk and cookies and warm at first you know that's, that's yeah. the creepy part. you know she finds the girl she's like oh it's okay like you're safe with me he's like right and, and you and, would think you would be yeah so, i mean she's somebody's grandma yeah you know that's what she looks like you know so well, okay i can on. go with grandma yeah you know she gave off that that feel of like this lady is safe she's here to protect me she you know this this yeah. this is grandma. She she's here. She's gonna help me. And nah, nah, grandma, grandma was cuckoo for cocoa puffs and right. That's that's the creep factor, right yeah. there. So with the first one, so even though we were little kids watching that first one, when so I'm I, as I you know always claim I'm a little dumb, and it took me many years. For that to even register that it was the mom, even though I've seen it so many times, for some <laughs> reason it never occurs to me like, oh, it's the mom that's the killer. Like, I'm so dumb. Like, <laughs> please tell me you weren't as dumb as I was as a kid. You you do this early on. Um, I can say for a little while I was just as dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, being a little kid still watching it, you know, and they play it. On TV, when you mentioned the edited versions, I can actually remember watching Friday the 13th on like uh, regular channels, NBC or something like that. And yeah, I can remember still getting afraid of it, you know, like about maybe six or seven years old. And the lady was still, it still didn't dawn on me. Oh yeah, it's his mom. That's right. You know, <laughs> um, I didn't really figure it out or really just not forget about it until I was like maybe tween age yeah, and 11, something like that. Yeah. I feel like it might've been around that time. For me. I want to say, cause I don't, I'm, I can't remember when I watched it again. Cause again, once I went to my grandparents in 90, mm-hmm. I don't know that I watched, I don't think that I owned it until DVD many years later okay. but i know that seen it many other times so by that point i knew um yeah. i knew what time it was but also by that you know even in my later teens scream you know had mentioned it as well so i knew it well before then but still it's it's amazing how that movie well how that movie alone just kind of changed the tone of horror movies moving forward, even though you had Black Christmas and Halloween before it, mm-hmm. I think Friday the Thirteenth was now the beginning of like mass sequels. Yes, like almost nonstop to the point. Yes. Where, like, <laughs> hey man, we don't need another one, do we? Maybe no. Um, man, I'm trying to think. I th- I know the first one comes out in eighty. Uh-huh. So as I was looking at the other movies, I think number three came out in 82, which would mean number two came out in 81. Mm-hmm. So they came about- one after the other, basically. Yeah, I was I didn't know that until today. 
actually. Um, and I just talked with someone about Saw and Paranormal Activity, how they were the first ones to kind of release a sequel year after year after year after year. Now, at mm-hmm. least for those, it was Saw did, I think, seven years in a row. Paranormal did six in a row. And I think Friday uh-huh. the 13th did at least three, maybe four in a row. I think it was four. Yeah, it was four in a row. Okay. They okay. did back to back because I think part four did come out in 84. I do believe. Mm. Um, yep. In with those, because I mean that was listed as the final chapter. So, yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, right. it made money, so of course it's never going to be the final chapter. Yeah. With, with, um, you know, seeing that first one and then even seeing the end of it, like that's also, I believe, the first time you really got your, you know jump scare at the end when mm-hmm. everything seems calm you got the peaceful music playing she's in the canoe and she's like <laughs> yeah which is weird it's weird it's like okay you just escaped this this situation you chopped off an old lady's head um which is fucked up and then you hop in the canoe because that seems safe i don't know because jaws was a thing by this point so i don't know not right uh, now that was terrifying. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that terrified me as a child. I, it terrifies me now. I'm still, I still don't mess <laughs> with the water at all. Period. But, <laughs> but yeah, that um, jump scare at the end—I I think that also set the tone for horror movies. You know, as you got the sec, uh, the second Friday the Thirteenth did it, and then mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street did it as well. Yes. So yes. <laughs> with the mom at the end getting pulled and, through that tiny ass little window. Yeah. That shit still stresses me out every time I see that little window. And it's like, <laughs> hmm, you guys could have done better. It, like anything. But that's that's what you guys want. Okay, cool. And even in right. the remake, in the remake of uh Nightmare on Elm Street, they they uh did the jump scare at the end to like kind of close out the movie when he burst through the mirror. So mm. The jump scare is always going to be something that I don't like jump scares during movie, but kind of like that final shock at the end. I do appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, Insidious did it, which I, I would love it if they did a you know final shock scare and just in and never come back with a sequel because <laughs> that that's just you know that'd be good. Like, yeah. Just, Insidious was supposed to just be the one movie, and. That's what I thought. It was. I didn't yeah. think it was supposed to be a sequel. No, but you know, it made money. It did well, and then people were clamoring, like, "We want more." I remember talking no, to a coworker after seeing Insidious in the theater and thinking, "Like, dude, I got back and she and her talk I was like, dude, it was so good." And like at the same time, as I'm saying, um, no, no, she she goes, "Dude, they've got to do more. They've got to do another one." I was like, "They got to not do another one." That was the best way to end that. So, mm-hmm. and that would have been great with Friday the Thirteenth. Also, is if they would have ended it right there and just leave you kind of hanging, like, oh, well, never again will we get get any more of this story. Oh well, but here we you are. You know, uh, it seems like well to me, in the first four of the Friday the Thirteenth the scariest moments were towards the end 
of the movie. I mean, you already knew they were gone at the moment you see him making out. Okay, Jason's gonna yeah. come kill him. You already know that. But the ending part with the last survivor trying to get away, that's always the scariest moment. Yeah. Um, the second one for me, the scariest moment for me was when she was hiding from him underneath the bed and a big ass rat. Yes. You know, then crawled under the bed and and it was so real when they had her pee herself because yeah, mm-hmm. that was the most realistic thing in that entire film. <laughs> Cause yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know what to be more afraid of that big ass rat or this motherfucker <laughs> you know, yeah. coming to get me. Like, so yeah, I would have wet myself too. Definitely. No, that That's a true, true feeling there. Like at the, in the second one, watching her you know run around the camp trying to escape there are a couple things that were silly like she goes up to this yellow car door is locked so she's pulling on the handles and she runs around to the side and kind of crouches down and jason runs by and she's not at the angle that we're looking at it we can see the front of the car where she's hiding and her head Mm -hmm. is kind of poking above the hood of the car yeah and looks and then turns away and like keeps running. And then no more than a second after he turns away, she takes off running. And I was, I'm sitting there things like, I get it. Like, this is still early times. Suspend disbelief. We're all supposed to be stupid when we're watching this, but you know, it was like, dude, that's not, that doesn't work like that. He, he just turned around. He's not hearing her right now, but but that was probably the most tense part of the movie. Well, it was definitely the most tense part of the movie when he's chasing her and she finds this little shack that she thinks, because I remember she runs up, she goes, you know, help, someone help. And she runs inside and it turns out to be his little lair, mm-hmm. uh, his <laughs> shrine for his mother, which conveniently had, you know, axes and machetes just lying around like this dude just sits around all day planning out his his uh weapons yeah and then there was like a barricade like you know because when she goes into the shrine room maybe it's his bedroom i don't fucking know but it's weird it had candles lit mm-hmm. like i just uh, now, now that i'm real i'm okay let's not overanalyze this because i'm about to get real <laughs> mad like it's like jason just sitting there lighting candles and left them so he he's terrified of water but he has no fear of fire like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um but, you know, she goes in there and, you know, just from that that point and continuing on to the very end, it's all super tense. My only question is the one dude, where the fuck had he been the whole time? Because he pops up eventually in the little shack yeah. and saves her. It was like, where were you the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie? Right. The because I don't think they ever gave an explanation. I, I don't know what happened. They uh, didn't. <laughs> it's like this dude just pops up like, oh shit, I was taking a dump. I'm back. Then you wipe my ass. Um, but Yeah, the, the franchise is basically just to, if you just want to see a bunch of people get killed. You know, it's just about killing. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. It's like when you... How when, creative he can get about it, you know. <laughs> Like that first one did have a legitimate like story, you know, the mother, you know, mm-hmm. upset and, and, you know, seeking revenge, seeking vengeance. 
then when you start going through the rest of them, it is really just a slasher, a movie about someone just slashing people. Because the second one, well, the second one was supposed to be the basis was they're returning to Camp Crystal Lake. So mm-hmm. they're going to go back again, even though they've been warned not to. And that's fine if you just do that for two movies. But you did it for many, many more movies. It was like, okay, all these grisly murders have happened here, and you keep going back. This just yeah. despite being warned. So, <laughs> um, I recently read an article about, um, and I think I shared it too, that Stephen King wants to write a novel, a novella about Jason Voorhees. Um, and I'm there for that because yep. if anybody could do it, it would be Stephen King. I mean, come on. The, the man is just genius, period, with his writing. So I would no, love I, to see that or read that. Same. And of course, someone would create a movie from it <laughs> if he of did course. it. So so the uh, original writer for Friday the 13th, he just um, won a big you know, suit and got the rights back. So Oh, okay. I, there was a video game that was due out. They had to pull the video game because of this lawsuit. There was mm. talks of another Friday the 13th coming out, which was supposed to be kind of like a found footage style movie that had to be wow. shelved as well. Okay. So with that, that lawsuit now being won, the game can now be put back out. Who knows where they go next with another movie? I always feel like with these characters, Chucky, Freddy, Jason, Michael, Leatherface, you know, I always feel like with these characters at some point, you know, you have to, you have to reinvent it. You have to give us Mm -hmm. something a little different. When they Mm -hmm. did the remake for Friday the 13th, which I've only watched once and I know I didn't give it a fair shake. Uh, I, I will willingly admit that. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, I also didn't give the, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake a fair chance, and I rewatched it a lot recently, and it's still not really good. It's not terrible, right? But it it's it it doesn't get the credit that it deserves, but I also think that it still has some pieces that were missing. But at least they brought you kind of a different story, whereas with the Friday Thirteenth reboot or remake or however you want to, you know, phrase it. It's like, you can't really, I think that's too loud in the background. If this gets, if um, Apple hears this on the episode, I will get pulled. Um, Yeah. Turn Friday 13th down in the background now. Damn, my bad. But Mm -hmm. with the Friday 13th remake, it's like, well, what are you doing? Are you remaking the first Friday the 13th or are you, doing something with Jason Voorhees because you kind of have to do something with Jason Voorhees because he is Friday the 13th. Right. So I think what it seemed like, at least if I remember correctly, it's almost like they kind of crammed one through three into one film, but I'm not, I'll I'll go back and watch it one day. It it is on one of these networks. So I'll probably watch it maybe tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, anyhow, the first two definitely felt like they belonged. 
at the very least. They they had some substance. After yeah. that, it didn't really feel like it, it felt like they're just like throwing movies out there. They just said, fuck it. Like teens love seeing other teens get slashed up by a guy and now a hockey mask. Right. <laughs> like run with it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So with the third one, you know, as I have, I have that on in the background right now, you know, same premise as the second one, really. It's just a matter of, okay, let's go back to Camp Crystal Lake, even though we've been warned not to go back. We're going to go there. I don't even think it was about, you know, kids and camp at that point. It was just, you know, some teens going back, like kind of goofing off on their own. And yeah. Once they get there, you know, Jason comes up and Jason does what Jason does. He kills. And he also gets the mask in the third one. That is my favorite one is the third one. And mostly because um, I got a chance to watch it in 3D. That's how (laughs) it essentially came out at the theaters. Um, Me and Mama, um, I think it was Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi Channel, matter of fact, had just became a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm that old. Oh, my God. But anyway, um, it became a thing. And they the feature film was Friday the 13th, and they were going to have it available in 3D. And Mama was so excited. She was like, I know you've seen it already, but you have not seen it like this. Right. So we went and we got 3D glasses and we made a huge deal out of it. I mean, she cooked a big meal and everything (laughs) for it. And man, it did add to it. It was perfect. Um, The killing was perfect. Him coming out through the screen seemed like he coming at you. That was it was perfect. I really enjoyed it. And, And because of that, that has become my favorite. Because of the 3D factor. (laughs) I wish I would have seen it in 3D. Because like I can see where the like when I'm watching it just regular, I can see where the 3D effects were supposed to take place. Uh Uh-huh. But you know, you don't get the same effect because it's just regular ass TV. So it's like, oh, okay. I see you 3D, but it's not 3D. But that's cool. Like, like I don't know. I'm I'm jealous. Like, like really. The only thing I've seen in 3D was fucking Avatar, and I got a headache. <laughs> like, I was mad. I was like, "Fuck this movie! I don't want to see the next one either." Like, my head, right. my head still, my head hurts right now thinking about Avatar. I'm pretty sure oh, that was wow. the first Blu-ray that I bought was Avatar. I never even watched. It. I just bought it because you know I spend money. I can imagine that could give you a headache because all of the colors and everything mm-hmm. in it. Yep. Yeah, I can see how that. Yeah, I never tried to watch that one in 3D. I didn't even know it was available in 3D. <laughs> so, so. Well, we so, so we went to the theater and saw it there, 3D. And this was when I wasn't wearing glasses. So oh. I, the 3D glasses for however long, like two and a half, three hours, it was really heavy. Not like it was heavy for me because I, I wasn't used to wearing glasses anymore. Mm-hmm. And I got a headache from that. I got a headache from the just the visuals. It was yeah. a fun movie, but it was just problematic. But I really would have loved to have seen, yeah, uh, Friday Thirteenth Three D, because I'm pretty sure that's what it was being titled as initially was Friday Thirteenth Three D, and th- th- that was during the time they were trying to do a lot of movies in three D. I think they did like Jaws three Jaws Three D, 
uh, Friday the 13th 3D. There are a couple other uh, horror films that are all 3D. So, um, you know, just kind of going off of that, I, I think my favorite one had to have been number four. Uh, I think number four because that's when I like finally got to see one fresh and acknowledge it and, and it absorbed and I understood what was going on. Uh, all the other ones I'd seen, but I didn't get it. I was just a little kid. I was a little kid yeah. before, but but at this point now, my critical thinking skills had become a thing and being aware of Corey Feldman as a little kid. So I put myself in that position as a little kid. Like, what yeah. would I do? Um, probably not shave my head. Um, <laughs> right. And, and then confront the monster, but still, it, it that's, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one. Yeah, I would have been the kid in the completely different movie, but also good. They did redeem it. Halloween, the latest one that with mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I would have been the little kid in that one. Okay. Dude, I <laughs> love that kid. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Michael comes out the closet. Oh, shit. <laughs> it just takes off. Never to be seen again. Like, nope. He knew. He was Other like, than to tell somebody, movies. don't go in there. There's a killer in there. Yeah, and he kept yeah. running still. Like he was like yelling at the, the babysitter. Like she was like, I'll go up there. It's like, no, send Dave. <laughs> like, yeah. like no, I'm sure no, send Dave. Like when he was like mocking, like beat, like he was like, shut up, Dave. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the character I am in the movie. It's like that little kid, like, shut yeah. up. Why don't you go up there and find that killer? He was looking at me. You go get him. Um, but yeah, with the fourth Friday the 13th, there was just more so the relation to the kid was kind of what got me into the movie because it was like, oh, wait a minute. I get that. I'm, I'm a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. And, you know, th- that's ended up being the hero. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also remember being on a school bus because, you know, <laughs> I wasn't the only uh, young black child that was watching horror movies. <laughs> Most of the kids on my school bus as well. And there's this one kid that, um, he kept kind of always talking about the scene where Corey Feldman took the machete and started chopping up Jason at the end. Yeah, you know, and you know, I had this strong visual in my head that they were making Jason blocks because this kid kept saying Jason blocks, Jason blocks, Jason blocks. So you know that Corey Feldman, you know, takes machete and starts chopping at him, but it's like he's not chopping them up into little dicey blocks. But as a kid, <laughs> that's what was in my head. <laughs> So when they made awesome. another one, I always wonder, like, how are they going to make another one? He's he's like pieces of blocks right now. You can't do that. <laughs> but um, things like that never made sense to me. But, you know, as I got older, I started to understand, like, oh, it's not even about how they brought the killer back. It's just about just giving us a reason to watch again. Because even when you look at the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. There's really no reason that Michael Myers should have made it through six movies in the original and then H2O and then Resurrection and then a Rob Zombie reboot twice and then the latest <laughs> yeah. reboot. There's no there's no reason that that guy should still be around. And same with Jason. Freddy at least mm-hmm. is like in your dreams. That that's that's doable. But when you have physical, tangible creatures, it's like, okay. Yeah. Just just shoot them into space and maybe the oh shit they don't go away if you shoot them in space because they yeah. Jason, Jason X, X. <laughs> yes 
You know, I didn't know that was a Friday the 13th movie. Because you didn't? Mm-mm. I so I saw the posters in the theater. It didn't occur to me. I think it was during that phase when I was really, really drinking a lot. So I was probably drunk everywhere I went. I'm certain of it. Wow. Um, it's, it's not a flex. That's it's. I had a problem. Um, oh. But there, I remember being at Blockbuster. No, no, no. It was on TV. It was on TV. And I remember seeing Jason X and the wheel started turning. I was like, Jason X. <gasps> There are 10 Friday the 13th. Maybe this is Friday the 13th 10. And I looked at the actual like posters like, oh, that's the hockey mask. Wow. Okay. That's dumb. Why was I not smart enough to know this? And I watched it and I was like, uh, I probably shouldn't watch this. Yeah, that was terrible. Like really terrible. Yeah. Like it wasn't even good enough to laugh at. I mean, that was like, awful. I would love to go back and try to rewatch it, but I also feel like it's just not something, you know, there's some movies you can go and watch and feel like, okay, maybe I'll see it in a different light. But I don't know that Jason X is one of those. Right. Um, like I recently <laughs> found Critters. You remember Critters? Yeah. Yep. I loved it. It was ridiculous, but I loved it. Even going back, watching it again. Oh, man. I had a field day just laughing at it and I showed it to my daughter. I always do that with her. I would go back and find the B rated or the yeah. low budget films. And like Jada, this is another movie I grew up checking out. Look at this. And she, she feels like our generation had awesome content to look at. Like <laughs> she does. She's like, I'm so jealous. Y'all had awesome cartoons. You had <laughs> Awesome movies, to, horror movies to look at. And I was well, like, I yeah, wonder, I could say we did, even though they were crap, some of them. Still was fun. I wonder what that's like, though, being, you know, the newer generations. And when I say newer generations, I'm going to say uh, anyone who became aware of horror movies after 2005, okay. what that's like. Because I was just talking about this on the last episode with my buddy about. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween even you know at the time that these movies came out the world was a different place so mm -hmm. to see a slasher movie was kind of a different feel because we hadn't seen anything like that before we hadn't even seen anything like that in the real world even though in the 70s you had your run of like you know serial killer son, son of Sam Ed Gein Ted Bundy mm -hmm. things of that nature that still wasn't you know it still wasn't a tangible thing to us versus mm -hmm. you get to the nineties even. And well, no, no, we'll go with the two thousands. You get to the two thousands and it's like, everyone's seen it all. So how do you scare yeah. those, those kids from that point? Um, yeah. You know, you had, you know, movies like final destination, which, you know, were good concepts, at least the original one, maybe even the second one, even though the acting was horrendous, but the concept was still, you know, a good one. And mm -hmm. then I feel like after that, horror movies just took a real dump. You know, they yeah. just went almost kind of went, you know, they're still making them, but they weren't, you know, there wasn't anything that you would feel like, oh, this is something I would recommend versus, mm -hmm. you know, 
where you get something like Scream. When Scream came out, Scream was so good and it revitalized the horror uh, horror genre. It yeah. felt like you had Scream. Um, uh, I know what you did last summer. Uh, Lost, yeah. Was it Lost Souls? Um, something. There, there were a lot of movies that had all like these teen stars up and coming. And yeah. Then even from there, it kind of died off again. Um, going into the 2000s until we get Paranormal Activity, The Conjuring, Insidious, Sinister, things like that. And mm-hmm. now I feel like we're in another dull period of horror movies. Eh, maybe. It, it, it's arguable. I think stuff like um, Hereditary, mm-hmm. stuff like that, it, it's it's relevant and, and it's, it's decent. I think... Um... Her, uh, the movies like Hereditary and Midsummer, um, I think he's going the right direction with the horror genre because um, I think there's still a lot more that can be done with the monsters. But um, I, someone has yet to make that better. I'm, I'm waiting. But, um, but um, yeah. as far as making people think, I think that's where you have to go nowadays because look at the state of the world for one. You can't write anything more horrifying than what's actually happening. Happening. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to top what's actually True. happening. Uh, reality is frightening right now. So yeah. I guess yeah. the only way that they're going to actually scare anybody is to um, work on like psychological thriller. You know, something that's going to make you think about things to make people yeah. that's the only way i think they're going to frighten anybody today well that's where i think you know a movie like hereditary comes into play or midsummer or even mm-hmm. saint maud which i wasn't crazy about saint maud but i get where they're yeah. going with it I, yeah. I get the gist of it it just it wasn't for me um but you know when you look at where they went with you know a movie like Insidious mm-hmm. or Paranormal Activity, the two, the thing that I like about both those franchises, as far as what's the scary, it wasn't that like with Insidious, they thought it was the house, and they're like, no, it's not the house that's haunted; it's your son that's haunted. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a a new concept and kind of you know fucked up because it's like, well, how do you how do you escape this? How do you get by it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I yeah I would love it though if they brought back you know we need a good wolf man I haven't seen a good werewolf movie in a long time no we haven't and you know I'm writing I'm back writing again finally um, nice. I've been on a hiatus you know with work and you know taking care of my mom and everything you know I can't really find the time. Sure. for myself to do anything but um i have um one work that i was working on called just call me lily that's based on lilith from the old testament adam's mm-hmm. first wife it's based on the lore behind her and it's set in modern times um i kind of uh re-edited everything because i was reading back on it and i'm like hmm it's got the creep factor but it doesn't have the oh man is it really going to frighten anybody? 
So I went back and I kind of changed some things up. But the reason I haven't uploaded the whole thing is because I'm trying to figure out how to market it without being flagged by Facebook because they really been on a rampage lately, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, like, I just got flagged recently because I made a joke to someone on a, a post that I put, you know, asked me free bad advice and they yeah. flagged me on there because of some bad <laughs> advice. But so I'm like, okay, this, they would definitely flag me for this because it's, it's a lot of, it's like a shock erotica slash horror film. So for horror story. So yeah, I would definitely get flagged for that. So um, I'm trying to work on something else to kind of get it marketed so people can go to Wattpad and check it out. Um, but I know everybody has Wattpad. So I'm trying to figure out how all of my followers that I've already had, how they can continue the story. So You know what you could do? is do a reading and post it like to YouTube. True. Or true, true. like I know we had discussed you doing a podcast. I'm still working on that too. I'm trying to figure out what type of content I want to release or talk about you, on you the just podcast. Told me the content just now. I know, right? <laughs> yes. Um I have a lot that's been on my mind, so I do have some material to discuss on a podcast. It's just about me finding the space and the time sure, yeah, to yeah. be able to do it. Because even with this, I came close to almost canceling. And I was like, no way, no way. Okay, I wanted to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, my life is always so, so super busy. Sure, I, I get you. I mean, that's so the thing, super too. Busy. With, you know, even the idea of doing the podcast, because I remember we had talked about it a while back and it's just I someone else recently asked me about it. And I, I know I explained it in a way where it's like it's probably not as complex or complicated as I make it sound. But I like I think I say a lot of words to get to one point and I probably only need to say like three words and I'd say like maybe 75. So but. You know, it, it still does, you know, take you some time to, you know, kind of put things together for, you know, even a podcast. But I, I would say, you know, honestly, just, you know, get your thoughts together. Mm -hmm. When you get some time, just sit down and just record yourself reading. And then when you get some more time, pick up again from there, continue reading and get some more time until you get done and then drop it on YouTube. Like, Absolutely. here you go, bitches. Like, come <laughs> listen to this. Y'all going to love it. Um, and, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll, you know, post the hell out of it on my Instagram and, and you know, talk about it here because awesome. that's the thing. Like, creativity needs to be, you know, th there's so many creative minds out there. And I think what ends up happening is life. We get stifled. And yes. Yes. Just we never have time for ourselves. So. Yes. Um, even my daughter. um has gotten on to me and said, Ma, you do everything all by yourself. You can't do everything. You have to take some time to cater to what it is you want. Don't yep. worry about me. She will literally tell me, but um, she's my only daughter. So anything that's going on with her, I'm going to be front and center. I want to be involved. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I can't help that, but she's right. She's an adult now. I need to 
back off. Just a little bit, though. Just a little. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, too. It's like, as a parent, you're always going to, you know, as parents, we do and we do and we do and we do. And then our kids have to end up telling us, like, look, you know, you got to take care of yourself. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's just not something that most parents are even, that's a foreign ideal to most parents because a lot of us were like, look, we're always doing for, you know, the family, doing for the kids, doing Mm -hmm. for work. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, when people say self-care is important, that that is a fact. It is very important. It is. Even if it's just going and getting a pedicure. I don't, I don't know. People do that, right? That's like the feet. Yeah. Yeah. Go get a pedicure. Yeah. You know, that that's important. Just taking however long that takes, what, 30 minutes? You know, that goes a long way. So, right. you know, like, take care of you. Get your writing going. Yeah. I'm excited. I want to hear it. So. Oh, yes. Um, I'm very anxious to go ahead and get it started. So I am definitely working diligently on that because I owe it to my followers, the ones that still hanging in there and waiting on my content. And I'm definitely going to make it worth the wait. Um, There's a lot of bombshells that's going to be dropped in the final endings of this story. (laughs) So I'm really excited about getting it out there. Um, So it definitely will be happening. but to get things kickstarted, I am going to upload a short, a story short to Facebook. It's going to be word friendly enough to where I don't get flagged. Okay. But I hope that it frightens the hell out of everybody still. That is my goal. It's going to be short. There's not going to be any sequels or anything added to it. It's just that, just one frightening page. And so I'm uploading at Halloween. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> nice. Perfect time. Yes. Well, I will definitely be on the lookout for that. Or, you know, let me know, like, really directly, because I say I'm on the lookout for things, but algorithms are dumb on, on Facebook, so they don't show you everything. Number two, I go on Facebook just to drop, like, the meaningless posts about me too. something <laughs> inappropriate, and then I disappear because... Me too. <laughs> you know... I know someone's going to say something. They're going to get mad. I was like, I don't want to hear it. So I come back weeks later and they're like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter that you were mad three weeks ago. I don't care about it. Um, But but yeah, definitely let us know about that because. I will. Matter of fact, I'll tag you in it. I will tag. Be sure to tag you in it. So as we usually do on this show, we kind of steer away from the, the original topic. (laughs) I want to be honest, like, you know, I have, you know, the four Friday the 13th playing in the background now. Uh, it's like, as I'm like sitting here thinking, like, I want to talk about Friday the 13th. And it's like, well, I don't even have any structured conversation or plan to talk about Friday the 13th. I obviously don't. I never do. Um, it, I, all I really know about Friday the 13th is I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing the silliness of it and, you know, just kind of talking about the lore to it. Because unlike, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween even, I don't know that Friday the 13th had like a legitimate lore. I mean, when you watch Jason Goes to Hell, mm-hmm. they try to build some kind of a reasoning and backstory to mm-hmm. why Jason is the way he is. And then you got all the characters, 
you know, you got the one um, guy from 21 Jump Street. He eats the heart. And, you know, Jason now is like transporting from body to body to body. And um, the guy who was in Friday the 13th, the TV series, actually mm-hmm. ended up in Jason Goes to Hell as a different character. Yeah. Um, he was the protagonist or one of them. So, you know, at least in that in that version of Friday the 13th, they're trying to give at least a reasoning behind why is he unstoppable and, you know, all this yeah. goofy shit. Whereas, you know, you, you kind of like right from the beginning with Nightmare on Elm Street, you get like an understanding of the whole Freddy Krueger, Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger, not Cougar, geez, Louise, the whole Freddy Krueger lore. And mm-hmm. then Halloween, when they get to Curse of Michael Myers, which is number six, you know, they kind of go into that silly story, too, which is fucking dumb, but whatever. Yeah. It's like the druids and fucking constellations and stupid. I don't know. It was all fucking dumb. Really dumb. <laughs> I watched it. I bought it. <laughs> like, I, 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 <laughs> I own every fucking Halloween movie. And it's kind of... I, I would probably be like very wealthy if I didn't buy stupid movies. Like, if, <laughs> if you look at my movie collection, I have so many bad movies that I've only watched once, if even. I know I bought like a bunch of movies I've never even watched, and I'm like, why do wow. you even have it? Um, but but yeah, with Friday Thirteenth, there's really not kind of a you know, just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just this guy who's killing. Even if they made it like, oh, he's protecting Camp Crystal Lake. He, he you know, he's a spirit that's haunting Camp Crystal, Camp Crystal Lake. And, you know, he, you know, he's always there. You know, he can't leave. He can't even go to Manhattan if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, that would, that would seem kind of feasible. But I think they're just like, look, just do what we do. If they were to rewrite or come up with a lore or backstory to Jason, I think the best thing they should do is his childhood. Um, yeah. Him as a little boy. Um, I think that could work because um, they kind of touched on it a little bit in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. When um, Freddy kind of got into his subconscious mind and toyed with his inner child so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, because, and that makes sense because Jason basically was a child still mentally, but a child killer, so to speak. You know, you can say he's like, he grew up, but mentally a child, but a killer. Um, That's why I really think it would be great to um, have a, some kind of psychological thriller that has to do with all three of them, Jason, Freddie, and Michael Myers. I think it could, that could be interesting if it's written well. It'd if be, it's written well. It'd be interesting, yeah, if even if, the, you know, you went kind of to some effect like uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where mm-hmm. you have the actual creators and the actors mm-hmm. like, you know, operating around it and then kind of working the story from there but it it would be it that would probably be more fascinating to give us kind of a look into jason as a kid you know mm-hmm. almost similar to rob zombies uh, halloween 
Yes, I think that's where he was very smart in doing a reboot of, I mean, not a reboot, but a remake of um, Halloween. Because a lot of the remakes that happen where they fail, they do the exact same thing that was in the original. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we've seen this already. So you're not giving us anything. But in order to keep the content or keep the storyline where it belongs, but at the same time, give something else, something that we didn't know. And to give Michael Myers a backstory on how he came to murder his family, you know, <laughs> or his sister, you know, that was yeah. smart. That was very smart. And not just, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, showing him as a kid and going through. It was like the, the his home life was horrific. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? He's being bullied at school, you know, because mm-hmm. bullies are bullies anyway. His mom's a stripper, which doesn't help at all. No. And, you know, the stepdad is a prick. You know, mm-hmm. his sister, you know, is, you know, just a, I don't want to say horrible, but, you know, she's a teenage girl and, you know, she's like, you know, just being Miss, a very girl. misguided. Yeah. <laughs> um, very misguided. You know, so, <laughs> and, you know, I know a lot of people dislike that. A lot of people weren't into the ideal of giving a rhyme or a reason to, to it. But, you know, because a lot of people have this ideal where it's like sometimes it's scarier just for it to be no reason. It's like, um, maybe they, it, they, it can be, but it also that gets old. You know, right. You get to a point where you see something like, OK, this is what was going on. And not just the stuff that was going on, but he was also harming animals. So mm-hmm. he was already on that path to psychopathy anyway. So exactly. I think the reason why that works to me is, well, for one, it gives awareness. These things, those living conditions is what creates psychopaths. Yeah. It yeah. is what, and we know this in reality. Okay. A lot of people that go out and do psychotic shit, if you go back into their childhood, it is a lot of trauma. There's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of craziness. And to mm-hmm. me, that's what makes this scary or makes, to me, makes Michael Myers scary is yeah. unlike Freddie or Jason, people like him actually does exist. Yep. A yep. mentally insane person does exist. And to be honest, with the exception of his head being chopped off and he coming back, but all the other things like like the first one when he was shot well it's proven people that are psychotic their adrenaline is so high it slows their bleeding so it Mm -hmm. is plausible that he could live from being shot a couple of times you know or live through things they say it's hard to kill a crazy person so you know (laughs) so that's what i loved about the Rob Zombie version is it was a big ass dude. And whenever they shot him, he was never shot in a way where it was fatal. It was kind mm-hmm. of, he got clipped in the shoulder or something or, mm-hmm. you know, so I always like that. And even in the newer version, um, you know, it was kind of similar, but I don't want to go too much to Michael Myers. Cause that's next week. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Sorry so, about that. Sorry so, about that other uh, guest host. <laughs> uh, trust me. I am more than happy to talk about Michael Myers. That it's Halloween is my favorite of all the Oh yes. Absolutely. But um but seeing a Mike uh Jason Voorhees, you know, similar story where it's mm-hmm. like, look, let's see what happened at the camp. Let's see what was he treated like shit at the camp? 
I, I would s- suspect so. And possibly put dialogue or put emphasis on the relationship between him and his mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the lady was crazy anyway. I mean, they can write that, that this lady was cuckoo anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, there could be something that they could write there. I'm so excited right now just for the idea that this is something that could possibly happen. I, that's This is the movie I want to see. I want to see <laughs> them at Camp Crystal Lake in 1958. Yes. I need to see that would be perfect. Uh, that would be perfect. It, it's just, like I said, there's no like lore to it. There's just, he's a killing machine. And even over the years, they, they just try to eventually just make like, yep, he's a killing machine. That's all he does. He just kills. I mean, number yeah. five is the one you threw out the window because it wasn't even Jason. It was someone yeah. acting as. Yeah. But, you know, when you get to number six where they, you know, Tommy, who has been tormented from number four as being played by Corey Feldman, then number five played by uh, some other guy. And then number yeah. six played by yet another guy, but ultimately he dies in the sixth one, I believe. Or maybe uh-huh. no, 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 no. I think he, 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 they, they fight to the end down there on the boat. So no, he survives through that one. I think he maybe. He died on one rise. of them. He might have died in the seventh one at the beginning, or he might have just rode off into the sunset. I don't know, but, um, but either way, you have, um, you know, in the fifth one, just somebody copycatting, and it would have been interesting because at the end, Tommy you know, has on the mask and it was kind of that final jump scare. It would have been interesting to open up a six one with him as, you know, now the, the copycat killer of Jason. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of run with that. But I would have been curious to see what they're going to do with this found footage version or the rumored found footage one. Um, I feel like the time has passed for any found footage horror movies right now. Yeah. I Even agree. There's a new paranormal activity coming out at the end of October. So I'll watch it. It's on Paramount or uh it's gonna be on P yeah, Peacock. Uh so I don't gotta go to the theaters for it. Same with Halloween. The new Halloween's on Peacock, so I'm not okay. I'm not gonna risk COVID to uh go see it. I'll risk COVID for Spider Man though in December. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that should look good. Like just that it does. It I'm does. Here. I'm excited for that one. So yeah, I like they'll they'll say, Hey, everybody in the theater has COVID, but you can see Spider-Man for free. It's like, mm, you know what? I'm down. I think I could, I'm I'm confident I'll survive. <laughs> like, like, like just put me in quarantine. Oh I, my I goodness. I don't want to give it to nobody else, but like if they say go see a Spider-Man for free, but risk it in COVID, I like my chances. Um <laughs> like, maybe I'm not thinking far enough ahead, but you know, I'm impulsive. So that's how this podcast started. Just impulsive, just just started, and like you were saying, you know, you have topics and you have things you want to like, you know, discuss on your show. I never do. <laughs> I I just have. <laughs> so uh, y'all want to talk? What's up? Let's have this conversation because yeah, that's all podcasts are to me is just, especially with guests, it's just conversations that you all as listeners get to listen in on. Sometimes are you know fun and and back and forth. Sometimes are just. Yeah, probably shouldn't have been released, which I have a couple that aren't going to be released. So, <laughs> um, but either way, it, it's interesting just to think 
now with the rights of Friday the 13th being kind of given back to the original writer, I don't know what that means as far as, you know, what comes next because it's like, well, was he going to do anything with it? Was he writing another one or was he playing, was he going to sell it to another studio? I, I'm just not sure what the end game is there, but I'd be curious to see another Friday the 13th done kind of in the proper context. It's just that with this day and age, you have to really kind of, you have to deliver that movie a little differently. Yes. Because slasher stuff isn't as scary anymore. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially like with with, uh, Netflix, you got all types of crazy stalker shows. You got the Night Stalker, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, series on there. You have that one show called You, which is... Yeah, I recently caught up to that show it was interesting <laughs> i wanted it's to watch it and then like it became kind of this thing that everyone's watching so i was like you know I'm, I'm a hipster in that way it's like oh everybody's watching it well i don't want to watch it now like, i'm like that too sometimes like, I'm and then crazy. i finally go ahead and break down and do it when everybody's already over it <laughs> yeah yep. <laughs> Like Squid Game is something I'm gonna do. Like everyone's watching Squid Game now, and I'm like, yeah, I'll wait. I'll watch it next summer. And nobody. Can. You know, I'm such a Netflix person at night on Saturday nights because Sundays is the only days I don't have to work. So Saturday night, I'll do this thing with Netflix, and I ended up seeing Squid Game when it first appeared on Netflix, and I was like, hmm. I just looked at the um, trailer. Like, this is interesting and yeah I wasn't disappointed at all <laughs> not at all at first I was a little iffy because the um the English dub the yeah. acting wasn't all that great and I'm like yeah this is kind of annoying and so but I continued on and I'm glad I did I mean because it didn't disappoint each episode brought something it's like whoa it was good I want to watch it. My wife has already watched it, which I'm kind of disappointed because normally she's all Friday and Saturday nights. And we tend to sit down and we watch our movies and TV shows on Friday. We tend to watch our TV shows on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, we watch our movies. Um, She says she already watched Squid Game. And I was like, well, she was like, I'll watch it again. I was like, well, I don't want to watch it with you because you already know. And you have a habit of as we're watching something you'll start like alluding towards, you know, something or hinting and it's like, you're spoiling it. Just let me watch it. And so I, what I, I have to record again tonight. Um, I have two podcasts now. I should really not have two. <laughs> I should really not have <laughs> one, but um, I, I have to record tonight. And I was like, maybe I'll watch it tonight. You know, maybe I'll put it on now. Yeah. I, I'll try to, record quickly and then go upstairs and at least watch one or two episodes and try to at least get some knowledge. Plus there are memes that are going around that I don't get the, you know, I don't get the humor to it because I haven't seen the series. So I'm not gonna <laughs> right. Watch this fucking uh, series. I hate when that happens. The, the, the world of memes is what dictates what I'm going to watch. If there's a meme for it, I'm going to watch it <laughs> because I got to I got to know why I'm laughing at this meme. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so um, I guess, Kind of uh, wrapping back to Friday the 13th, and I kind of get into a conclusion with all of them. Let's just take them all. 
-hmm. even though I only want to really kind of go into one through four, but let's just take them all. Can you give me a top five Friday the 13th? Top five. Like, no um, matter what, it would... whether it's best or just like funsies or like five that you enjoy watching, you could watch over and over. Friday the 13th. Let's see. Uh, five of them? Oh, wow. Let's see. <laughs> well, actually, the first four in order is how I like them, to be honest. Um, if I would have to put the fifth one, even though it was horrible, mm-hmm. it would ha- it would be um, the eighth one. I think that was Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was terrible, but it was some fun and funny parts. And I did enjoy the killings on that one. They were funny. They were hilarious. Especially the one with the guy on the roof. You yeah. know, the black dude boxing, yeah. you know. He gave it a good old college try. I give him that. Everyone said you should try to do. Why don't you just square up with him? He did, and then his head got knocked off. So yeah, he tried. Yes, he tried. He Um, he went out fighting. There you go. (laughs) Um, Like I would probably, if I had to drop an order, I don't like. I love number four. I think again because just a kid being in it and relating, relating to like me being a kid watching it. Uh, Number three. Mm -hmm is definitely on there too because that's where you get the mask but also mm-hmm. watching this franchise and the funny thing is two i think maybe three and four no no two and three i know two the, there's the same director for two of them i want to say it was two and mm-hmm. three um you can feel kind of the change as each movie went on and obviously the years, but like yeah. one had a different feel to it and two gave you kind of similar feels, but then once you get to three, it's almost kind of like, and it could just be a matter of, you know, how it's filmed. It looked a lot different. Well, also that being 3d, but it looked a lot different. It felt a lot different. The number yeah. four felt newer. It felt like modern, you know, it's like all the other ones felt like you're watching this camp movie from like, a, a you know an era that doesn't exist anymore the number yeah. four felt like okay we're in modern times now you know because you had the hospital you had mm-hmm. um you know the workout video you know the guy watching the fitness video you had like Corey feldman and, and his sister and the mom mm-hmm. and you know they're all dressed in like modern clothes you know it all felt very like today-ish at you know for that time at least and yeah. then like from that point on the movies seem to have gone and in like a modern fashion from that point on. But um I would say number four, three, um one because it's the original uh number seven because like anybody with X-Men type powers fighting Jason is always funny to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I want I almost want to say that's like Manhattan was pretty bad, but it's funny. Seven was like just it's like it's almost like they had no ideals left. And they just said, <laughs> uh, what what do we got here? Well, so there's this comic book I was reading. There's this character named Marvel Girl. What's she do? Well, she moves things with her mind. Fuck it. Put put it in a fire 13th movie. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. Sure? Just fucking do it. Don't question me. It's like Jesus. Man. Uh, 
Yeah, it's God, that was so bad. But I love it because of the telekinesis or psychokinesis, as they called it. And then number yeah. five might be Jason Goes to Hell. Um, okay. I I don't think I've ever seen Friday the 13th movie in the theater either. Hmm. So that's. You know what? I don't fact. think I ever have either. Come to think of it, I don't I don't recall ever seeing Friday the 13th, any of them in the theater. It was always at home and yeah. we wait till it came on HBO or something. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I think so I've seen all of the recent Halloweens. I've seen every Halloween from H H2O up to current in theater. I've never seen Friday the 13th in theater. I've maybe I don't know if I've seen a Freddy in theater either. I'm certain I haven't. No, I haven't. Me either. And then Chainsaw Massacre, the like one with Jessica Bill, I saw that in theater. And that's I don't know that I've seen a Chucky movie in theater, but Screams I have. So Yeah. hmm, Just funny, funny weird facts. If it ever happens that you get an opportunity or you can find a way that you can watch uh Friday the thirteenth part three in 3d go for it do it (laughs) i am gonna actually i'm gonna be on the lookout for somehow doing that because like i say you can see the parts where the 3d was supposed to take effect you just don't Uh have the actual capabilities of doing it and also yeah that that era of 3d as cheesy as it was was still there was something special about it versus 3d now or you know a few years back Mm-hmm. It didn't feel special. It felt disingenuine. It just felt like a cash grab. you know. Yeah, because like... I, I went to see Jurassic World, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in 3D. And it did not have the same effect to me as back in the day when we went to see something in 3D. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing special about it to me. No. And, and that's the sad thing about it is like it just didn't have anything unique to it it was just here we're just throwing the pictures at you i think man of steel uh that was in 3d we didn't see it in 3d but when we were watching it we were like and this is where the 3d effect would have taken hold and it's only at the end when superman's fighting zod and there's this tentacle machine it's like that's that's why they did it was the tentacle machine nothing else was worth the 3d and then there was a one other movie but you know if if I can catch Friday the 13th 3D in 3D, then I'm definitely going to try to figure something to make that happen, even if I got to watch it cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> make that effect happen. But, um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I mean, it's a fun franchise, like I said. I hope that, you know, with the rights being retained, you know, something is, you know, destined to happen soon, even with the video game. I don't know that I would play the video game. I think I'm too much of a punk. So, because <laughs> Sarah works at night. So, I feel like if she goes to work and I sit here and play it at night and Sophie's asleep, it'll probably, I'll probably be too scared. But, oh, um, man. Come on. Don't, 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 don't judge me. Um, <laughs> like, I had to, I had to take Silent Hill back to the store <laughs> when I had that video game. I was like, nah, I can't do this. And then Resident Evil also was like, nope, nope. I'm just going to go ahead and play Madden. Ain't nobody trying oh, to kill me Madden. You know what? Just hearing you, I know for a fact, in our teens, 
you would have thought I was such an ass. Like, I am such an asshole. Because my favorite thing to do is to prank and scare people. I love doing that. And if you were my friend, oh, I definitely frightened you. I mean, that's how I showed you I liked you. So I would have been <laughs> fine with that because it would have been a game for me. Like, it would have just been a one-up <laughs> game. But ah, thing, cool. it's like now I'm like, and even now it's like I'm into it, but it's like playing like those video games because I'm dumb. I'll play them in the dark and I'm sitting here in a quiet yeah, you're room, supposed to. and it's like and I'm just sitting there and something jumps out at me. I'm like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go ahead and play football <laughs> until five interceptions. <laughs> um, but but either way, hopefully, you know, they can get this game back out there for people to play and you know, it, the Friday the 13th franchise can live on, you know, as, as, you know, whatever they want to do with it. But on that note, though, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up because I ran out of stuff to talk about Friday the 13th. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't ever do an outline. I should, I, this should be kind of that clear sign that I should start doing the outline. Because I was actually yeah. going to catch you earlier and just kind of like give like kind of a little mini outline. I was like, nah, I'll be all right. And then I took a nap on the couch. And then that's when I woke up. I was like, oh, shit, it's five o'clock. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, and I was like, she didn't send me a message. So she's my, she's probably not even on that. Turn on the, uh, the broadcast. And I was like, oh, shit, she's there waiting. Fuck. All right. <laughs> like, just, just go. Just do the thing. Um, But thank you for doing this, Echo. This, this is, it's always great have you on it's always great just talking with you period um yes. I, I miss you I, mm-hmm. I, I, I miss our childhood so um, i know we had so much fun as kids Nate, this is fun this is fun um and even though you got a busy schedule we got to find another way to get you on here like when when you you know get back to writing and fully getting everything completed or close to completion mm-hmm. come on yeah we'll, we'll uh we'll talk about it we'll promote it and you know get get the listeners involved as well so absolutely i'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to all of this and i do intend to have all of this done before this year closes out i'm determined to make sure that happens and so all right yes we do like you said you have something that you're going to be dropping around halloween so you Mm -hmm. know tag me in it I'll, i'll post it up as well and uh you know make mentions on here also so I'm looking forward to all of that. So, you know, keep us posted. I will. On uh, social media, anything, you know, any links to have people find you? Any um, uh, shout outs or anything or mentions? Oh, absolutely. Um, I am available on Wattpad under the name Authorist Magic L. And I'm also on Facebook. My page is pretty much public under Echo Latrice. Um, that's where I will be posting my story for Halloween. Okay. And so anybody will be able to see it right, without sending me a friend request. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll make sure to put that all that in the show notes. Send me um, the other link so that way I have the proper spelling for you. Okay. So that way, because I'll, I'll listen back to it. I was like, I don't know how to spell anything, what she just said. I was like, I know how to spell her name. <laughs> But, you know, I know how to spell Facebook. So that way I can put the notes in there and people can find you and, and check out your material. And, yeah, there's some completed stories on Wattpad. So I have Wattpad. some that's al- yeah, that's already done. Okay. All right. And Good. they're paranormal fiction as well. 
I would expect nothing different. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because like always thinking about it's like when I think about like my childhood and like just people I knew growing up, it's like, okay, who are the kids that would be considered the creepy kids in school? Well, me. Um, hmm, Echo. Um, there's not really many other kids that I went to school with that I would say were the creepy kids. We were right. We it's were like, creepy kids. Um, <laughs> like in the craft when um they're they're um you know about to get on the bus and they say, you know, look out for weirdos or whatever. And then um yeah. and put it on, like we are the weirdos. That 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 was us. So Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So um in closing, as usual, everyone who's listening, thank you so much. I do appreciate you as listeners. I do appreciate, you know, the, the constant uh, support from everyone. Just, it, it, it's nice. So thank you. I appreciate it. If you all have any questions, concerns, always feel free to reach out to me. Ultimate Podcast on Instagram, bjj.wiki on Instagram as well. Both those are also available on Facebook. And email. You guys can email me. I put it in the notes. I'll never remember the email. I think it's off the mats 2020 at gmail.com. But uh, if you got any questions, concerns, want to be a guest, feel free to reach out to me at those platforms. I'm a friendly guy and I, you know, will always listen to everyone. Um, also, big shout out to Armbar Attic. Eric and Allie have a great, great uh, setup going on over there. I got a couple t-shirts from them and a rash guard. Love the quality. So go over there, check them out on their website as well, on Bar Attic. And also follow them on TikTok and Instagram under the same name. Also, big shout out to Clompton Social Club. That's my other podcast with my buddy Steve that drops every Tuesday. This drops on a Monday and that drops on a Tuesday. So, you know, you get a double dose of Dante for the week if you really want that. I don't know if you do, but go check it out. And then last but not least, big shout out to Nerd Rage Radio. Bobby, Joe, Chris, great guys over there. Got me started with podcasting. Marilyn Phil, who also occasionally pops up on Off the Mats with me. Everyone over there, thank you. Love you guys. Um, Otherwise, you guys keep listening, and I will keep making these shows. Thank you all. Love you, and ciao. They poisoned. Now let me see his soul. Welcome to another episode of Ultimate's Podcast. As you all may know, if you listen to the last couple episodes, we've been doing horror movies because that's what I want to do. It's October. I like horror movies, so that's what we're going to talk about. So this go around, what we're going to end up doing is we're going to talk about the Saw franchise. And I have a new guest with us because most of my guests are always repeat guests. I have a new guest with us. It is a good friend of mine, Alina. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. So, with discussing the Saw franchise, I mean, really, you know, we'll probably talk about most of it, but the main focus here is one through three, four, even. Uh, it's because at a certain point, it got a little. It kind of went off the rails. It. Yeah. Yeah. It got lost. Well, like the first one, when when they made the first one, it was like it was genuinely scary to me. Like, you know, people always say like, "Who's scary?" <laughs> no, the first one was terrifying. I remember my sister and I watched it. I think we got it at Blockbuster, which is 
Interesting because Blockbuster, I think there's like one left in oh. the entire county. Oh, that, that was probably the very last <laughs> rental at Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> and like y'all walked in there like, ooh. Yeah. People. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, had my raisinettes. She had Skittles. We were sitting there watching it, terrifying. And it just, thinking back on it now, it's like, okay. You know, from a doctor's perspective. Like, I don't know. There's the terrifying thing for me, I know, was the idea that you can be kidnapped and, and then put into these. Because the first one, the traps, the games, like, it wasn't anything crazy. It was two dudes chained to a pipe in a fucking dirty bathroom. That's scary as fuck to wake up to. Just that ideal. And there's the dude. Shot in the head with a tape recorder. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're in a dirty-ass room. You don't know what the fuck's going on. There's a seemingly dead body in the middle of the room. Seemingly. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, then when, you know, they played a couple of other uh, traps, They, you know, they weren't elaborate. They weren't crazy. It was the reverse bear trap. On the the one chick, Amanda. Oh yeah, Amanda. Okay, so real quick, let's uh, elephant in the room. Uh, was Jigsaw who conducted all this? Was he an actual? Was he the murderer? Was he the villain, or was it someone else? Because I have my own opinion on. So that. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about that um, earlier too. I don't think that he is the killer because he didn't kill anyone. As a matter of fact, he made the traps so that you can escape. So it wasn't that he, like, if you ended up perishing because of the trap, yes, he's the one who said it, but you had every opportunity to get out of it, whether Mm. it be, you know, cutting the key out of your own eyeball or, you know, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the worst one. Yeah, the worst one that he set up, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, no, I don't, he was not, he was not a villain. I don't think that he was the murderer. If anything, Amanda was. Yeah. Amanda was the only villain because, I mean, I looked up a couple things and it was saying like, oh, he could be, I guess, charged for second degree manslaughter, second degree murder. I mean, he could be charged for stuff, but ultimately when you look at it from a moral standpoint, I don't think he was the villain. Well, I don't think he was the killer because he didn't kill anyone. You know, whether he's a villain or not is, you know, perception is, is, you know, whatever you want to make of it. But with just the way that those things were set up, though, in the first one, at least, that shit was terrifying. Abduction is terrifying to me, period. You know, when people look at horror movies, they always... None of this scares me. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I mean, a lot of it's not really so much so much meant to be scary as much as it's just meant to give you a quick jolt. So, you know. Yeah. No. So, let's go forward in the movies to come back to the first one because the first one was amazing. It was terrifying, but then when you understand a bit more of the background, then it kind of it ties it all together, uh, all together, which is kind of the point, but. Yeah, so Jigsaw, or John Kramer, if you will, which now whenever I see him in any other movie, I'm like, oh my god, he's like there to like mess stuff up. Um, but uh, I've never seen him in anything where he's like 
you know, just a guy. He's like. Ooh, I have. Okay, so there was. Well, I've only seen him in one other thing, to be honest. Was it, was it 12 feet? Nope. Oh, okay, because he was the pool, he was the pool manager in 12 feet, and it's one of those, like, oh, they get trapped in the pool, and, like, there's a fiberglass cover, and, oh, he was the person who flipped the switch, and then it's like, oh, you know, you didn't appreciate your life, like, too bad. Um, and it's not, like, a saw-type thing, it's just. Yeah, but it's. It's him. Yeah, he it's did still it, like, so. dude, do you just carry that aura with you from movie to movie? What the fuck? Yeah, no, I like that. Um, but yeah, no. So the main reason behind his entire or John Kramer, his entire thing, which is terrifying, is that his wife. I think they were they were married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were married. Okay, his wife was pregnant. She. Believed in second chances, whatnot, worked in the methadone clinic. He obviously didn't like it, but he was like, you know, live your life, do you. And the people that were getting these second chances, lo and behold, one of them slams the door into her stomach. She loses the baby. That's traumatic for both her and he. And, yeah, thus begins his whole, I guess, vigilante justice if you will, so... Yeah. He had a unique perspective on things, even just kind of going into the relationship, just because this whole thing was like, you know, this baby was going to be born at this specific time, like this this specific date, and the name had a meaning for, like, when the child was going to be born, and it's like, that's all been ruined. You know, it was all, you know, kind of just thrown out the window now at this point. So... You know, that that definitely played into his spiral out of control. So, yeah, ultimately with just uh, Jigsaw and just where he, how he got to where he is, you know, big part of it. It it wasn't just one thing, you know, even, you know, when you watch the second one, he explains the story. He's diagnosed with cancer. He drives off a cliff. He survived that. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, his wife losing the baby. And I don't remember where that all falls into place chronologically, but either way it goes, you know, there's a series of things that got him to here. And then you start seeing these characters that he puts into the traps. You know, most of them aren't just random. No. Yeah. Uh, Basically, at least the way that I understood it is the first movie it kind of happens in chronological order, except that you see, I believe it's the third or fourth movie is when you see what happens to his wife. Uh, fourth. Fourth. Okay. So that's technically what happens first. And then you go to the first. So, and I mean, okay, you go well, to. When I'm saying, I'm talking about like the cancer diagnosis versus. Like oh, getting yeah. yeah. No, that, I don't that know all that happens, happens after his wife loses the baby. Okay. And that also happens after he begins his revenge plot. Well, it's not even a revenge plot. It's really just, you know, my wife believed in second chances. And, you know, we wanted... With him, a big part of it, too, was at least this is what's said in the second movie. You know, testing people's will to live. Which is just 
you know, I, I get that. But then when you start looking at kind of some of the other things, it's like, mm, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's like when you take the second movie, everyone that was in that house had been incarcerated for some reason. And the connecting factor was the little boy, Danny, his his dad was the officer who arrested all of them, but on some bullshit charges. So it's like, okay, yeah. so, it, you know, you know, there's some inconsistency with, but also to be fair, that second movie, it's the second movie, so you still haven't got a foot in yet as to where you're going. Once you get to the third movie, it starts to really become its own entity. And also the second movie was rewritten because when they were greenlit to make a sequel, they didn't really have a plan. So there was a movie called The Desperate that a writer knew one of the cameramen. Yeah. And he was trying to find a way in. The cameraman was like, here, you know, bring this, you know, to these guys. They look at it. They're like, you know what? This will be our sequel. <laughs> and, you know, they re, you know, they retooled it. So I don't know what was kept from that original and then utilized later on. But once you get to the third one, you start to really get the uh, mythology of mm-hmm. the Saw franchise really growing. So, it's almost kind of like anything that was said in that second one. Like you can probably just throw it out the window. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if anything, the real, I guess, villain was Amanda. Definitely. Because, like Jigsaw or you know John. So if we want to go down this rabbit hole, okay. So loss of a child leads to trauma. Marriage relationships dissolve. You take life for granted. There's, I mean, even that new Netflix movie uh, with, oh my God, the the fat funny chick from Bridesmaids and the cop from Bridesmaids. They, it's loss of a child and like she's like still living her life and he like tried to end himself and he's in like a mental institution. But anyways, no, like, okay, so... Well, and not only that, I mean, people will listen to this and they'll have their opinion. I feel like most people that look at things in an open mind, they understand that John wasn't the wasn't the killer. But, okay, and but they're not the, going to know that. They're going to assume that it's him because Jigsaw cuts so, a piece of flesh out of his victims even though he doesn't make them kill themselves if anything i'm sorry to interrupt you but i am uh like technically he's what is it dr death dr kevorkian yeah so if anything he's a hero because physician assisted suicide is still legal in united states and if anything he's allowing people to either recognize you know, like the the fat dude that got cut with the razors, he was like, oh, like, you know, you want to cut your skin with razor blades, like either take your life or succeed through whatever the, it was like the tunnel of razors was. Yeah. I actually always forget about that one because that one is probably the fucking most horrific to me. I mean, yeah, well, okay, no, what about the, well, I mean, I think this is Saw 5, but like the girl that had cut off her arm to escape her abuser but anyways that's the pound of flesh you mean oh, yeah, they yeah. had to like cut they had to basically put yeah i didn't yeah. i mean that wasn't jigsaw though that was 
No, I mean, basically, Jigsaw dies at the end of the third one, basically. And from that point, yeah. Hoffman picks up the mantle. Which, I liked Hoffman until I didn't. <laughs> the, there, there gets to a point, when, and that's where, again, it starts to go off the rails because, you know, with the story. Because you yeah. start getting all these different twists and turns. And like, well, if something happens to, um, you know, the ex-wife, then... Dr. Gordon is to step in. It's like, come on, dude. Like, like the, 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 to plan something like the movie Seven. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. It's just like people think it's funny and it's not funny. It's terrifying. So Seven, which is also another terrifying movie to me because, again, th- these are regular ass people. But with Seven, the, the time that it took to be patient to do all of that and then for everything to fall perfectly yep. into place is fucking impossible. Yeah. You know, yeah, so the, the seven, the seven deadly sins. And then the yeah. last one it's, and Morgan Freeman figures it out, you know, towards the end and he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Like <laughs> you're going to, you're going to be number seven. And Brad Pitt's like, Nope. And you know, opens the box and you never actually know what's in the box, but we all have, there's a million like, theories. We, we, we're pretty sure we know yeah, what was in the theories. box. Fuck their theories. I mean, like, we know what was in the fucking box. Yeah. Like, the whole thing with Jigsaw and all these extra, like, plans and, like, protocols. But come on, dude. Seriously. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, honestly, the first one was the only one that made logical sense from the beginning to the end. And it was the one well, with yeah. the least budget and everything else. So shot yeah. in like what twenty one days or something like that. Eighteen days. It wasn't. Yeah, it didn't it, take a long time. Although the only thing that I thought was super random was Danny Glover's character. I liked him in Danny the movie. Danny Glover is very random. He, you're right. He is, but it was just it. It almost. It almost seemed out of place because it's. Like, he popped up, like, hey, like, oh, I've been through this before. He has a scar on his neck, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, and you're waiting for more of a backstory. You don't really get one. You just get that he dies within the first or second movie, and then that's it. Uh, Danny Glover, yeah, he died uh, in the first one, for sure. I mean, his, oh, his whole... that was a different black guy in the second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know he like his partner got I mean he got his throat slashed by Jake so yeah. and his partner got shot in the head so he was like you know fuck this guy I'm gonna get him but for the longest time they thought it was him mm. like because no one could pin it on anyone yeah. so everyone thought it was him they thought it was the doctor and then um Zeb Zep yeah Zeb Zeb yeah um, creepy looking dude uh you know then you know you were led to believe it was him it, the, and that's what I loved about that movie is there's so much going on where it's like okay, it, it wasn't so much that it was like so much twisting and turning as much as like you don't know who it really is. Whereas once you start getting to those later films, now they're making it a point to try to give you the twists and turns because well you guys love that in the first one and in the second one, so that's what we're gonna like the third one. And they said with the third one they tried to make it more character driven and emotional. And, hmm. and have less twists, but it's like you still had, and, and that's not to say don't have twists, but in, when when you watch the third one, you do get that feeling of the story that there is a lot more, for lack of a better term, heart. But once you get start going to the four, fifth, six, and too many, it, it just yeah. becomes more 
um, you know, murder porn and, you know, twists and turns. So, John is, okay, so physician-assisted suicide is illegal in the United States. If anything, John was being a, what is it, Dr. Kevorkian, helping people to fulfill either realize they want to die or not. So if anything, he was providing that small little plateau of, hey, you said that you wanted to jump off of the Golden Gate Bridge. Did you really want to jump? Majority of people that do jump off that bridge, they say that when it came down to it that they didn't want to. So he, I mean, okay, he set up games, and if they made it through the games, they lived, and if they didn't, they died, which is essentially what they wanted in the first place. So, but also, okay, so from a morality standpoint, that allows them to, that they, from a morality standpoint, they didn't commit suicide, which is probably what they wanted, but then let's just say that John was like, hey, I'll be the angel of death, and you didn't commit suicide, you were, you know... It was an accidental murder. It was an accidental death. You're not going to hit with that suicide. So this way you don't go to hell. Whatever people believe when it comes to that. So I don't think he was. I don't think he was a bad guy. Okay. I mean, I'm not really arguing that he was or wasn't. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, whether you know, this happened, you know, if this would happen in real life, you know, he's on trial. I mean, you know, that's not really, you know, our say as much as it's, you know, whatever the goofy justice system. I mean, it's hearsay and hearsay this. Uh, Also, (laughs) me like take Charles Manson, for instance. I mean, he didn't, you know, commit the murders. His followers did, but, you know, and they, they went down too, but as did he. I mean, it's, mm. you know, in that, that weird vein where it's like, again, you didn't commit the crime, but, you know, you set the table for the crime to be committed. Um, again, I, you know, don't really care, you know, whether, you know, whether it's that way or not, because in the series, he doesn't get taken to jail. He dies. And then it turns out that anyone involved doing it you know, picking up the mantle, they ultimately die as well. After Jigsaw, because yeah. at the end of Jigsaw, not Jigsaw, uh, 3D, yeah. it turns out that uh, Dr. Gordon was the one now carrying on. And that's why they decided, hey, let's make another one because there's a lot of unanswered shit here because we have Gord- Dr. Gordon here. And even in Jigsaw, I don't really think they answered any of that. Not really. They just more so let you know that, oh, he's alive, but also a lot of the stuff was made possible because he's a doctor. Yeah. Which, I mean, with that being said, you could say, okay, since he's a doctor, like, why in the first movie, why didn't he figure out, oh, you know, if I just, like, break my, uh, break or dislocate my ankle, then I can, like, slip out of the thing, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, okay, you have... Yeah, he's a doctor. However, you have, well, at least to his knowledge, you have his wife and his child held hostage. 
on top of that, he had some sort of scandal. I think that he was cheating on her, whatever. Yeah, that was his alibi. Yeah. So there was that. And so then you have that, his family, his career on the line. And then that would lead him to obviously make irrational decisions. So, you know, and also like think about it, like the chains that Adam and Dr. Gordon were in in the first movie, it's really like a symbolism because breaking free from the chains, like, I mean, Dr. Gordon, you know, breaks free from the chains. He's either free from his marriage, free from his responsibilities, or he's even free to, you know, pass on into the next life and it's no fault of his own. Well, also, I think that's the thing, though. There's a lot of we don't know in between mm. there because after the first movie, that's where he then gets picked up by mm -hmm. John to become, you know, the car carrier of the torch, so to speak. So we don't know what happens in between there, like what's going on with this marriage, what's going on, you know, with the family. Oh, I didn't think about that. You know, so a lot of that's just kind of, you know, like, like I said, when that saw 3d ended there's just a lot of unanswered questions and people were like well you know we need more which i don't know i, I don't work in hollywood i'm glad i don't so but if somebody 3D. says we need more i'm probably not going to give you more i don't know that i own I, I own all of the movies except for like 3d and jig you know everything after uh number uh six because i've only seen 3d once I think I saw it in theater, and I was like, yeah, "Okay, it, I don't need, I don't need any more." Okay, so like the reason why Amanda had to die was because, so she was like, "Oh yeah, Jigsaw saved me in the first one," and then she did not follow the directions, which, like Jigsaw, I don't think Jigsaw actually wanted people to die. I think that he wanted people to realize, "Oh, you have a second chance, and what can you do with it." And, yeah, uh, Amanda just took his idea, ran with it, and she started trying to take out her anger. And also, so, like, she was an addict, right? So she, her new addiction, like, she didn't beat her addiction to, I, I think it was heroin, I'm assuming, because in the second movie it was needles, and that yeah. was her, so I'm assuming it's something to do with needles, let's say heroin. She didn't beat her addiction. Her new addiction was John Kramer. So, if anything, you know, she just exchanged one addiction for another. And she didn't learn her lesson. And she became obsessed with him, which, you know, addicts always in recovery. So, I think also with Amanda... And, you know, just kind of carrying it on. She was making the traps where they weren't winnable. Yes. Like, Jigsaw always made the traps where you can get out, but you're going to be horribly disfigured in doing so. Potentially. Um, yeah, potentially. I mean, Amanda got out of the reverse bear trap, and you know, she was fine. But it's like with the, again, the one guy who had to cut the, the key out of his eye 
You're, yeah, you're I don't remember be... what his story was, but let's just say, for instance, the, the fat dude with the razors. So he was stuck in a razor blade infested area because he was he was cutting his wrist. And Jigsaw was like, okay, like, if you really want to cut your wrist, like, do it then. Oh, you don't really want to cut your wrist. So I feel like he could have made it out. But because he didn't really want to cut himself, then he didn't. Yeah. Which was kind of the point. Well, yeah. With that, you know, that was kind of, yeah. The idea was like, look, you play this game. Well, I'm here to show you it's not a game. So if you want to make it across, now you really got to go through it. And, you know, quit fucking around. Uh, The guy with the key in his eye, they, I tried listening back to why he was there. Multiple times, I yeah. I didn't get what it was. It's probably just because I'm a little dumb. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like I accept that. I know my flaws. But his whole thing was basically, you pull, you know, you pull that key out, you're pretty fucked. It's not. And I don't even think. I think it was behind his eye. So yeah, you you would have to definitely take yeah. the eye out. But you know, the point is, wasn't he a peeping tom? Now that I think about it, I think he was a peeping tom. I didn't catch that, but that would make sense. I d- that would make sense. That's it would make reason. sense. I, you know, and like I said, I'm a little dumb, so I probably like just glossed over, like, oh, you know, he's peeping Tom. Just keep keep it moving, but, um, <laughs> but with with him, you know, again, he would have been disfigured. You know, if the guy made it through the razor blades, he could have made it through, but he would have had you know all the cuts on. He would have been disfigured. But um, he was already like disfiguring himself as a was so so yeah like cutting his wrist though for yeah. the attention but c- going through that maze now you're getting disfigured all o- you know you're getting the cuts all over so you know basically he makes the traps where again you can get out of them but there's going to be a price to pay whereas amanda was making the traps where no you're you're not going to survive this like because uh, at the beginning of the third one they pointed out with the one guy who had the chains like through his like his lip, his Achilles, oh, and his yeah, and he had his a hand. Yeah, he had. Mm. And the officer, she pointed out, she was like, "Hey, so how'd you get into the room?" I was like, "What do you mean? Well, how'd you get in?" Well, we had to, you know, cut through the door. Well, why? Well, because it was welded shut. It's like, oh yeah, this was never intended for this guy to win. He was going to die regardless. And, and you know that was Amanda's trap. Amanda, all her traps were set up, basically with fatality in mind yeah and john was not okay with that he was like fuck all that that's not what this is about and then you know moving forward though hoffman picks it up and hoffman he got the idea he was like all right we have to give them a choice hoffman made them a little bit more fucked up but they still had a choice and they're they still able to survive i mean the pound of flesh one was real fucked up because it will, and then the one I can't yeah. remember what it was called. I don't think it had a name. The but carousel one? No, not that one. But uh, the one where they all had to give blood. Oh, and that one was okay. So it, that was number five, and that was awful because if they had all survived yeah. through, yeah, they, they all, all just had to give a little bit. The, yeah, then it would have been what like a a pint, two pints from each person, yeah. which was fine. But like because. There were only what two left then. No, there, there were yeah, there were five of them in there. I believe. Right. Yeah, but they like, when by the time they got to like the end of it, then it's oh, okay. Well, 
10 pints is going to kill somebody, but if it was two pints from five people, then they would all be fine. Yeah, but, you know, when you're in a panic situation like that, though, are you really thinking clearly? Because I, I know I, I wouldn't be thinking that. It makes sense, but if I'm in a panic situation, I'm probably like, hey, so one of y'all motherfuckers got to go. <laughs> like, I mean, if there's only two of you. Like, let's draw straws. Like, I'm not in it. Or they just, they're sitting there to look at each other. One, two, three, not it. <laughs> oh, you're the last one. Looks like it's gonna be you, Bucko. It's like, oh, making good. Like, put your fine ass in that little tub over there and like get electrocuted. Like, it's fine. It's like, all right, you you be all right. Ain't no, ain't nobody gonna be mad about it, right? Well, except for you. Yeah. Well, hmm. can we just say that? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is the first horror movie where the only victims, at least, okay, saw one. The only victims were white men. You didn't have, you know, oh, the black guy dies first or, oh, the half-naked chick running through the forest, you know, gets clapped by, I don't know, Tarzan or something. like. Well, to be fair, there's no forest. How dare you? But yes, because the budget was so small, they didn't have a forest. You know what? So, anyways... So Amanda was a monster from the beginning because she not only decided that Adam shouldn't have a way out, but she knew that he had that the uh, what is it? Not the glow worm, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, the key. The, yeah, the glow stick with the key, and instead of putting it in his pocket or putting it somewhere where he would see it, she just like threw it in the tub, and then it went down the drain. So like. Yeah, no, Amanda was the real villain. I mean, I remember watching that the first time and seeing that shit happen. That shit still blows my mind. It's like, yo, son, pay attention. See that glowing thing? Catch it. Oh, never mind. You all right. Like, okay, do people get mad at Batman for avenging his parents' death? Believe it or not, a lot of people do bitch about that. Okay, well, that's fine. I was just asking. It's, I, I, like, honestly... But, like, we're in a world now where the internet exists and everybody has a voice and everybody wants to use that voice to complain about something that means nothing. It's a fictional character. Who cares? Batman goes out and cripples criminals. They're like, he cripples them and then he asks the questions later. But he gets his answers. So. Yeah, like I said, Jigsaw is Oprah. Amanda's Phil McGraw. She thinks that she's a doctor. She thinks she's Dr. Phil, but she's not. So, if anything, she's wasting people's time, and she's taking their lives. I feel like, too, with Amanda, it's just she didn't understand the instructions. No, she, okay, no, time out. So, she got out of the bear trap. She freed herself. She was an addict, and... She chose violence. So instead of her saying, oh, I have a second chance and I want other people to have a second chance. Okay, fair enough. Like, that's really dark. That's a really dark way to introduce that lifestyle to other people. But you know what? I don't. John Kramer is not the villain. It's Amanda. So with the franchise, ultimately, um, whatever I take from it 
it, you know, it was fine. Like I said, I want to talk about the first three, even four, but you know, you get to a point where it just starts to go off the rails with just, it gets super convoluted. It is just, there's just shit that's going on that at some point they make it make sense. But like I said, at the end of Jigsaw, uh, not Jigsaw, uh, at the end of Saw 3. Oh, okay. I was about to say, which one was, oh, yeah. yeah, So Jigsaw was more of a, it, because the way that it took place, it took place back at some point. And then when you get to the final reveal, it's later, like years later. Okay. So there was the one where Jigsaw or John Kramer and I just feel like we need to differentiate because John Kramer and whatever, but like his wife, well, cause Jigsaw technically was Amanda, technically was Hoffman, technically was a couple other people, Dr. Gordon, whatever. That's fine. But I know when I'm saying it. Oh, I'm, I know I'm when I'm saying it too. I'm just, to anyways. So like Jigsaw was, excuse me, John Kramer's wife, the one where she gets killed. Is that that's not Saw Three? That's Jigsaw, right? No, she gets killed before Jigsaw. She gets. I don't know. I want to say five. I want to say five too. But I honestly, like I no, said, no. Actually, no. It's not five. I think it's Saw Three D. Maybe because they have that makes that that would make sense. You're right. You're right. It would make sense mm. because that Gordon was supposed to step in if anything were to happen to her. So yeah. at the very least. It happened in the one before 3D or in 3D, but I would say 3D also. Um, yeah. So I, I haven't watched any of these movies, it, like discounting one through three. I haven't watched these movies in over a decade. Well, and, that's that's. Well, I don't say over a decade, but okay, sorry, because I was like, well, <laughs> well, because uh, you know some of these came out later, but yeah, I haven't watched them in a while. In those later ones, I only watched once because. Again, it was just really going through the motions. Like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and see this in the theater because I saw the other one in the theater, keep the tradition alive. And then I was like, all right, I don't, I'm going to buy them because I'm dumb. I spend money for no reason. Yeah, no, I watched I watch at least the first three or four every Halloween or around Halloween. So I used to. I, I used to have it in the regular rotation of all the horror movies that, you know, because I start watching them horror movies like August just going through that mm-hmm. and Saul was usually September hmm. and I think I just got to a point where I was like you know what I, like there's so many more movies out now but also I think I just got kind of got over the whole so or if anything I will watch the first one because it's like oh my god yeah it, like if yeah that I did enjoy the second one just the ideal of it but it still had a pretty good twist at the end yeah and, you know, like he, he told, uh, I can't remember the fucking officer's name, but he told uh, Donnie Wahlberg, like, <laughs> just sit here, yeah. like, sit here and talk with me and all the answers will be revealed. And had he sat there, the safe would have opened and the kid would have popped out. But, you know, that, but that was kind of the point made, being made with him is you're a hothead. Like, calm your shit down and you know, maybe things will go your way. But those two always enjoyed the third one. And after just having the third one on in the background, I realized maybe I don't enjoy that one as much. So basically with the franchise, ultimately it's, it's fine for what it is. 
especially one through three. Oh my god, number one, amazing. Yeah. The theme, the music, the oh, it's not even a cult film, but it feels like it should be. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I think that because it's a low budget film, it falls in that category. But it did really well in the theater, so it shouldn't mm-hmm. be cult. It it's everybody knows about Saw. Uh, the second one, a little different, but still in the same same uh, theme. Still, still was a good film. <laughs> they had uh what is it, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven, mm-hmm. letting you know that no one's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it, see, and, but that's, that's, that's things like that though matter. Mm-hmm. Like you got to, you know, just keep, keep it rolling. Like, yeah. Let them go. And then the third one upon rewatching it, it's fine. I could probably do without, uh, but it, it's fine. It had a lot of potential. It was necessary, I guess. And the develop, it wasn't a waste. True. You didn't sit there like after it and be like, "Oh, okay." It was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like another like, couple little puzzle pieces, or if you will, to add into the puzzle. And then you're like, "Oh, this is what the picture is supposed to look like." So, I will say this about three. What kind of makes sense now? Think about it too, because that's really where you start to get the the story roll into what we have as the current. So, at the very least, we could say three set up the franchise as you move forward but really they could have just stopped at three they they could have they could maybe well no because four at that point now you're uh, too far in yeah and okay it's rolling. we needed four because we needed to know why he was doing what he was doing so because they gave that story in four is why four is necessary but then once you're in that story now you gotta have the rest because they've already yeah. said it where it's in motion versus if they stop at three do we really need the story? I mean, because we know the story, we feel like we need the story. But if you never got the story, people, you know, are going to ask for it. But it's like, like one through three, good in my book, good trilogy. After that, Dunzo. So we can go ahead and wrap up on that because I, I think we've said all we need to say about the Saw franchise. So, Alina. Yes, sir. Thank you for being my guest for this episode. Oh my God, thank you for having me. This was so great. And to everyone out there that's listening, as always, thank you. If you all have any questions, concerns, you know where to reach me, bjj.wiki or off the mats podcast, both on Instagram, email. It's there, it's all in the notes, all that stuff. Uh, big shout out to Armbar, um, Armbar Attic. I'm rocking her shirt right now. Check out Allie and Eric. Oh, that's what that says. You know, the couple good kids uh, trying to get their brand out there. So go give them a follow, Armbar Attic, on Instagram. Uh, go check out the website as well. Uh, big shout out to Nerd Rage Radio, Bobby, Joe, Chris. Uh, they helped me get started with the podcast stuff. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, Joe was on last week's episode as well. So thanks for that. But otherwise, you know, like I said, you know, got any questions, reach out to me. Um, y'all keep listening and I'll keep making the shows. Thank you, everybody. Bye, bitches. <laughs>